and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 214 of the Simplice Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we're going over SGA season two, episode 11. I just had a momentary moment uh-huh. of anxiety where I was like, I watched <laughs> the wrong episode for no reason other than I just did. Uh, the Hive. AKA, okay, this one is a stretch, so we're probably going to end up using yours. But I call oh, it okay. Gizmo Duck McKay. Because I like it. He goes, he has to go from, you know, the nerdy guy to the hero guy. So he has to turn into Gizmo Duck. No, has- I get that. <laughs> Mine is uh mine is an important lesson that we all should remember and that is aka always hide knives in your hair. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> hair knives is good knives. The hair knives. How uh are you I just this week. Uh well I wanted to get like a small thing of business out of the way before I go into how my week has been. Um business business business. This is business business time, guys. There's no video recording for our patrons. We tried real hard. Apparently, we we um, literally sat here for an hour. We've sat for an hour to figure this out. We just sat for an hour before I had to call it. Apparently, uh, my problem using OBS is that on Macs, it can't just record desktop audio really easily, which is why last week, if you watched it, there was no grace. He's no grace. I mean, I was there, but I was silent. You were, it was like a silent film. But deadly. No, if you can read work. lips, you were golden. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get it figured out. It'll be another week. We're trying real hard, uh, but the audio podcast takes priority. Exactly. Uh, if we can keep getting the audio to you, then we'll be happy. I've shut the door. There are no animals in here. It's nice but and quiet. But patrons, we have... Our Discord channel for you now, it which is, is off the and ground ready. and running. Um, I've only posted once. I'm going to keep doing it, though. So, well, you're, you know, busy. Yeah. Someone asked me what I had to finish this weekend. And I was like, do you really want to know? So a friend of ours who's, <laughs> who's done with college has been done with college for a while. And she's like, yeah, yeah, tell me. Oh, so this weekend I have. Three different papers, <laughs> one exam. Um, I have to <laughs> mock up a website, um, and I have to uh, visualize data that we've compiled for a literature review. Those are the things I have to do. Did I lose you? Wow. Yeah. Okay. There you are. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but we're going real, real slow. Yeah. Oh, weird. The internet was crawling for a second. Oh, okay. I got you. So I'm back, though. Good. We're good. We're going to keep it all okay. in because it's live and weird. and uh, It's it, super weird. To make things even more fantastical, we've got a giant storm over both of our houses. 
It is, yeah. We can hear the thunder in each other's headphones. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it over the mics. And we're sitting here going, please let us finish recording this because we need please, internet. Please, 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 please. <laughs> don't so kill us. So if we lose each other, you will let, literally hear us calling each other on the phone and then putting that in headphones so that we can continue recording with you. Yep. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we'll um, do. That's exactly what we'll do. <laughs> yeah, that's it's literally what we're going to do. Uh, yeah. Because everything else works without power right now. Everything so, is 4DE. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week has been a continuation of, you know, this whole weird situation we're in. Uh, I've hit every emotional level that is... I think physically possible for my soul to hit. Um, (laughs) And so I wanted to, I wanted to share two things. Well, it's like two and a half things. Two of them are kind of related. One, uh, Grace, you need to watch, because I know it's your type of show. You need to watch High Fidelity on Hulu. The actual show? Yes. The new show. Uh, There's also, uh, you know, hidden, not really hidden, but I didn't know he was in there, of Mr. Uh, episode Appropriate, Rainbow Sun Franks is there. Nice. Ford himself. Yes. Also, much more importantly, Apple TV Plus, I have not gotten the account to that yet, because I there's a number of shows I want to watch, but I was waiting till there's a few more. And they, like many pay uh, subscription services, are putting some of their shows out for free to watch right now so you have something to do there is a show that i knew i wanted to watch but i didn't know how amazing it would be i'm about to go back and like watch it for a second time again (laughs) for all mankind oh Um, tell me it is basically a what if scenario and it is what if the soviet union landed on the moon first and then Before Neil Armstrong lands, a second Soviet craft lands on the moon, and the second person on the moon is a woman. I like it. So there is, some people don't necessarily realize, there was, um, just like the the pre-Mercury astronauts, there was a group of women who was training to be astronauts, and they obviously didn't make it very far, but... This show then takes some of the people who are still flying from that group with a number of others and starts training women to go up, and it's women are in the Apollo program. That's amazing. That would be super cool. It is so good, so well produced, and I'll tell you, Grace, there's enough, like, human drama in there as well. Okay. That Grace would be all about it, too. I'm into it. Um, I'm two weeks out from being able to do anything. I know I've been requesting for you to watch a lot of shows, but I'm actually like, really please let this be the first thing you okay. watch, Grace. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will give it a minimum of two episodes. It's so good. <laughs> um, and leaning into that slightly in the same way. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, it uh-huh. was announced that on May 27th at around 4.30 in the afternoon Eastern time, don't quote me in the time, I think that's right, SpaceX will launch its uh, its Crew Dragon 
And it will launch two astronauts, Robin Benkin and Douglas Hurley, will be the first launch of people from U.S. soil since STS-135 in July of 2011. Wow. Um, I got... You know when McKay in this episode shows back up in Atlantis is in like the panic uh-huh. and like like trying to explain things to weird? That's I'm pretty sure exactly what I sounded like yesterday explaining yeah. this to people. Yeah, yeah. Um the NASA administrator tweeted a very short video that I don't know if it's just the idea of people launching for the Cape again. I don't know if it was the content of the video. I don't know if it's because I've been in the house for how many weeks straight. I fucking bawled. Like, grace level. (laughs) Tears. Emotional tear output. Um, Because it's the doors as the astronauts head to the vehicle that takes them to the launch pad. And it's these set of doors that every astronaut on their way to the launch site has passed through and it's the one everyone waves and they're holding their gear and the press is there and there's cheering and it goes through all of these groups of astronauts that have passed through in their missions these pass through the doors and then they have the doors and it just goes the doors will open again and i lost it yay <laughs> um so uh, what's the what are they doing like are, are they're they just heading up to iss up? okay gotcha yeah it's not just like, hey, we're going to go up and pop down, down like the yeah, first yeah. man in space. They're heading to ISS. And actually, Douglas Hurley was, yeah, again, uh, Douglas Hurley was the pilot for the final shuttle flight. Holy mackerel. Um, they're both super experienced. It's like their third trip up for both of them. Hundreds of hours in space. Also, because I find it fun, they're both married to other astronauts. Of course, you know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I was trying to decide whether I was going to uh, try to attend the launch because I have what some might call bad luck when it comes to trying to go to watch. Yeah, we need to sage you. Somebody did something to you. Well, it doesn't really matter uh, because COVID chose for me. This yeah. will be the first the first U.S. spaceflight mission to not have public allowed this is like the beginning of a sci-fi novel. Not but that guys, I want to be a bummer. But guys, I can see the launch from my house. Woo! That is true. You know what I've yeah. thought about is, could we watch from my roof? If we can get up on your roof, we can. Like, how do we know we can get up on a roof? Because I know at my parents' house, we used to just always just climb up on the roof for funsies. I actually have, um, if we can get there and it's local, I have a better spot to watch it from. Interesting. Okay. You know where we watched the, uh, the, the heavy, the, the heavy launch? I think so. Yeah, where I was crying and everyone was like, why are you crying in the launch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can go there. Well, we, that's true. We got some options. We, we got options. <laughs> Listen, work. if we're still, if even if we still have to social distance on May twenty seventh, we will social distance in the same fucking spot in order yeah. to watch this. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, that's going to be super exciting. Uh, I will be crying when it launches because apparently, you want to know the guaranteed thing to have me cry is to have me watch. Uh, quality video of something going up into space. Yeah, I don't know why that's a trigger for me, but it is. <laughs> I mean, not that I, I, you know, it's no surprise that Nixie loves all things space. 
related. Um, yeah. I figured we would dedicate like NASA the first you know half hour of the pod to this, and then we would move on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But uh, so I've, uh, I've been watching other been, like, documentaries, <laughs> and yeah. Um, but <laughs> we've also restarted watching Lost. Is the other thing this week. Nice. Uh, Nick had we started watching a couple years ago. Nick had never seen it first run. Uh, we made it through the end of season two, so we picked up at the start of season two, or we made it, we picked up at the start of season three. Okay. And we just finished the third season, and we've started the fourth season last night. I think the only way I could rewatch Lost is if I binged it and, like, skipped a couple between, like, from season three forward, um... Like, I don't have to pay attention to a lot of it and then just kind of skip to the end. Like, the first three seasons, I think, were my favorite. I'll be honest. I haven't seen the final three seasons since first watching it. Yes, me neither. So I'm... But I'm really intrigued to go back and watch it because I'm one of the people that actually enjoyed how it ended. And so I'd like to see if I pick up more as I watch it the second time. Interesting. It just kind of... I was not... Um, and I didn't hate it. I was just like, mm, this isn't what I thought. Like, it didn't feel like it paid out what it said it was going to. Um, uh, yeah. it didn't put its money. Like it, it, there was the, the cost of admission was higher than, than what we b- were delivered. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, I get it. I, I still... I didn't, like, love it, but I was on the more enjoy side of not. Okay. But I am very intrigued to go back and rewatch it and see more thoughts. Interesting. I, I want to yes. know what you think. Um, yeah. I, I can't... Try to remain spoiler-free and yeah. know what I feel. I can't think of anything that I've done this week because I've done <laughs> nothing but fucking homework. Uh... I'm still watching The Office in the background. I think I'm like two episodes from the end of the series. I still have never seen The Office. I got a cry cut, guys, which is very, very dangerous if you know me. <laughs> we're, it's really dangerous. We're going to make all the things. We're going to get to your house next time we come visit. And everything's going to have a custom logo on it. Uh-huh. Including uh-huh. Kaylee. Uh, one of the first thing I tested, guys, was the Stargate logo. Does that shock anyone? Because nope. it shouldn't. Um, Drakey ate a piece of raw chicken this week. That was one of the most <laughs> eventful things of my week. We ordered a bed. That's very exciting. It's a, It actually is so exciting because I, both Jesse and I have the same fucked up shoulder. Um, we're almost certain that it's from our bed because it's a million years old and there's two doggos that join us on it and it's just not enough room. Uh, and it's flat and firm and awful. Um, and so we saved our bennies and we yeah. ordered a bed and now we just got to wait for it to get here. So those, those were the two highlights of my week. Drake, ate a chicken. Uh, so he ate an entire yeah. piece of raw chicken breast from the count. Mind you, I looked away for five seconds tops. That's all it needs. And you know what? Listen, I feel like that's still less worrisome than, like, a dog eating a bag of chocolate. Oh, absolutely it is. He's totally fine. We called the vet, and they were like, he's fine. He's probably going to have an upset tummy, but it, it just watch him. As long as he's eating, his poop might be weird. 
this kid did not skip a meal. He did not skip a poop. He, nothing. He was fine. He was, that evening, he looked a little hungover. And so we took that well, as an opportunity to kind of make fun of him. <laughs> Be like, what's up, little that chicken? Dog, doesn't he look a little always slightly hungover? A little bit. He's a little bit mad. He's a <laughs> Yeah. So his new nickname is Little Chicken. Just because <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm 100% calling little, little chicken? chicken in the future. Yeah. You're a little chicken there? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I got. Okay. Should we talk Stargate then? We should probably talk Stargate. So, previously, uh, Ford hops everyone up on Wraith Juice so he can run an insanely dangerous mission to destroy a Wraith ship, but then they're caught, and John is proper for the Queen. Pretty much, that's... Also, I forgot to mention that, you know, Mitch Peleg is back. Also, if the Wraith Queen looks vaguely familiar, pretty much every single Wraith Queen on the entire series is played by one actress. Oh, okay. She did look <laughs> yeah. familiar. And I was like, do I yeah. know her from somewhere? Where do I know this person uh, Andy Frizzell. Yeah. She, she, it's like most, almost every single like face Wraith, not like the yeah. covered guards, but face Wraith is played by James uh, Lafazanos. So they all. Wraith face. You know, they, they're really good as wraiths. Put on your best wraith face. So she, the queen piles around John asking questions, and naturally he's just snarking back in all the snark. And when her spidey senses tingle, are wraithy senses? Uh, yeah. Wraithy senses. senses. Yeah, because we decided she, that wraithy are some sort of bug. Yeah. And she walks away. And the guards come up and just take John. She's like, she didn't even tell me your name. Yeah. Um, this is um, what I called John is weird about touching part one of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's multiple parts of that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's taken back to the cell with everyone else. And it's clear the others are, you know, impatient as you would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really like there's not much to tell him. He was gone for probably five minutes. The conversation right. was short. Uh, <laughs> Taylor has her own wraithy senses and can tell that the queen was angry. And yeah. it's because another hive ship has arrived, oh, which we snappity, then snap, see snap. happen. <laughs> Credits. So, you know, the other hive ship could be here to call the planet. They work together to call the planet. Maybe or... they're all buddies. Maybe they're just like, hey, man, I found a real cool planet. Or they're just going to fight each other for the planet to call <laughs> Let's uh, but they don't... consider what's more likely for the Wraithy. Hmm. <laughs> Our Wraithy friends don't exactly seem the type to inspire teamwork. Uh, no. They're not, you know, collaboration is not one of their core values. Listen, they will collaborate with others in their own hive. What is, what do you think is their core values? Is it like eat consume yeah it's just consume <laughs> and exterminate like they share that with the daleks like exterminate and it's also consume. they just want everything okay they want everything so it's like the daleks and scarface and the yeah. wraith would make a great team i would be i don't want that team they have shared chord values if you will they do have shared chord <laughs> values okay 
Uh, but they don't, you know, regardless of how these two Wraith hive ships are going to interact with each other, they don't really have a ton of time to figure out. They mm-hmm. have to get out of the cell first. Yeah. Um, back in the cave, McKay is like high anxiety mode. Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing great, this one. Uh, very fast rambling talking, which is, I think, a lot of McKay's dialogue in the first half of this episode is just McKay rambling quickly to himself. Uh-huh. Um, that the team is way past due. Something went wrong, clearly. The two guards don't seem to give too much of shits yeah, yeah. for that. Much more intrigued than the board game they're playing. It's like, hey, uh, we should go and be heroes. And the guys are like, no, we're buttholes. We're just going to sit here and be buttholes. Yeah. 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 Uh, McKay wants to head back to Atlantis to get a ship to go to the hive and save them, but, you know, they can't dial the gate because Ford took the crystals. Sure. And he's like, yes, you're the ones that have the crystals. It's an easy fix. Give me. This Abbott and Costello routine continues. Yeah. I, I feel like. Do you think this was a flashback to high school for McKay? Like, is he just dealing with the hard headed jocks right now? Oh, I think 100% that. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing with McKay. I don't know, but I feel like he would have, I don't know if he would have gone to a public school. Okay. I get the feel that McKay would have been, like, one of, like, the, you know, they have those where it's the the smart people schools. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's not a ton of jocks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like some of those even... Are kind of buttholes too, but who knows? This is true. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's possible. Either way, he tries to go to get the crystals himself, and the jocks stand up and went like, you know, you have to get through us first. He's like, fuck off. Yeah. On the hive ship, John is trying to remember how McKay got out of the cell the last time. He remembers it involved cutting into the wall, and there was some stuff, and there was something. And mainly, he just apparently threw a knife at something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and Ford and Ronan teach us a very valuable lesson here. Yep. Always store multiple knives on your body. One for finding. One for them to find. Yeah. <laughs> one, for finding. one for keeping. <laughs> I will I say, that. that is one thing that I specifically, I've mentioned I had a fighter inspired off Ronan. Yeah. And that is one thing I specifically kept with sure. that character trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had uh, my Ronin bolt multiple knives and daggers, had some custom smaller ones made so you can put them in his knives. I specifically stuck them in his hair, too. <laughs> was, like, all over. It was just, like, knife-a-palooza. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the AKA. Knife-a-palooza. I do prefer <laughs> knife-a-palooza to anything else we've said so far. That is the name of this episode. Uh, And so Ford has one up his sleeve and throws it at the exact spot he thought John was pointing at. And John's like... "Uh." Which also, you you didn't even take enough time to hear him finish his sentence. No. no. Ford fucked up. He was like... Like, John did not actually say where to throw the knife. No. Ford just went, well, that's where you pointed. That's like, not that's, where he pointed. You're tweaking out. You <laughs> need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. But. So, uh, Ronan comes over and has a small knife hidden in his glove. And gets closer. Some of the lights go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pulls another one out. 
of his jacket or side or pants or something. And John's like, how many of those do you have? And Ronan just goes, how many do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm not going to answer that. I don't have to answer that. <laughs> so back in the cave, both guards are playing their board game again, not paying too much attention to McKay, who sneaks off, rows a pretty good stealth, yeah. uh, heads into the lab, ramble streams of conscious style as Uh he tried to convince himself to talk into and then out of and then into again taking a massive dose of wraith juice so he can take the guards out. I would have really loved for him to like sing I need a hero to himself (laughs) I'm holding out for a hero at the end end of the night Um, that would have been my preferred method for this scene to go, and we're just kind of like dancing. Um, (laughs) But I do like that he has a plethora of of potions, if you will, and he's like, no, 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 let me go with the double, triple, quadruple potion. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's how Uh we do. Uh (laughs) Always take the superior healing Uh potion. Yeah, why not? Except it's not healing. Except the superior wraith juice potion. So back in the cell, uh, Ronan takes like what the fourth or fifth knife out of his dreads. Yeah, <laughs> and hits the mark. The doors open, and while Ford is taking the last of the wraith juice that they brought with them, uh, which makes everyone else a little unhappy that he bogarted the wraith juice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to interrupt this for a second because you're jogging on my end. And I'm going to put you back on the Wi-Fi. No, not hanging up. Okay. I'm going to put you back on the Wi-Fi as opposed to latching you to my phone. Because the weather seems to have passed. Sorry, y'all. This is happening now. Okay. And we're back. Am I here? Uh, yeah. Am I here? Okay, good. That was, I just sang the, like, MIDI version of I Need a Hero as pause music. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, McKay finishes injecting himself with a Massive amount of wraith juice. Yeah. Lock and load. It's uh it's yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> uh, and proceeds to beat the shit out of the two guards with like here's the part I love about how they filmed this fight. They yeah. leaned into the cuts and the music of like that Hercules style. Yeah. Like Batman fight. <laughs> so here's what I wonder. Where did he... So the Wraith juice doesn't actually teach you how to fight. It just makes you strong. It's not like when Chuck knows Kung like Or the Matrix knows yeah. Kung Fu. So yeah, where yeah, do yeah. you think he got his moves from? Like I think it's from like Hercules and Batman. Yeah, I was like... going to say, like, did he watch like Adam West Batman and like... Um, I think maybe some Chuck Norris movies. What do you think? Because it's like, he's not, it's not like 
great fighting. He like yanks no. a person back and then kicks him in the chest. Uh, he does like his best to like remember John McClane. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's like where did what what even are these? It's a little bit streets three stooges. <laughs> you know, you know what it is. It is what happens when you back a brilliant scientist into a corner. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> don't be doing that. God. So McKay's like, focuses, focus, focus, and finds the crystals not well hidden in all in Ford's office desk. Yeah. They're just kind of there. Like, he keeps them in the same drawer that my dad kept changing for us to find when the ice cream man was coming. I don't know if your dad <laughs> had one of those. But when I was no. little. So my dad had the top drawer of his dresser. He had, like, random paperwork and stuff. But it was also where he would take his change from his pocket every day and throw it into yeah. that drawer. Um and so we, or maybe just me, maybe my siblings weren't on it the way I was, but I always knew exactly how much money was in that drawer. <laughs> oh, see, no, ours was a giant, you know, like the the glass jugs that are like the, the you can blow on them and if they were ceramic, they'd have triple X written on them. Okay. Like you get apple juice out of. Yeah. It was that filled with change. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> But no, so it was always where it was like, Dad, I need $2 for lunch money. And be like, go to my drawer. It's like, Dad, yeah. the ice cream, go to Dad's drawer. The ice cream man is here. And then you would just <laughs> collect everything and then be like, how much can we get? Some days everybody got ice cream. Some days everybody just got crybabies. It depended on how, <laughs> it depended on how recently we had gone through the drawer. Or, or war, what was the other one? War hits? Remember war Oh, hits? yeah. Yeah. Sometimes oh, it was I just candy. loved Warheads. Yeah, Warheads were pretty great. Um, so it just depended on, you know, how recently we had gone to the bank, if yeah. you will, and yeah. made a withdrawal. <laughs> <laughs> the bank of dad. <laughs> the bank of dad. So on the hive ship, they come across a wraith guard and for just Leroy Jenkins yeah, to the just, situation. Remember when we were talking about stealth? No, just me? <laughs> Did, did I not say that part out loud? Maybe I did it. He, like, tosses the guard stunner to Ronan, who finally stuns the guy, and they continue on. But it's just, Euphoria gives no shits. Yeah. There's no subtlety in his no. style these days. Full frontal um, attack. And I love, I give kudos to the director. By the way, I don't think I actually said, uh, it was written by Carl Binder and directed by Martin Wood, but... Martin Wood. Because... <laughs> We got into talking about space too soon. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they held on this wide, very, very wide shot of just McKay, like, huddled over the DHD dialing for so long. Yeah. yeah, Is mwah, brilliance. It, it, so this is what I call his, um, I put it in my notes and I can't find it, but I think I know it off the top of my head. I called it his trash can man performance uh i don't know if you watched the stand or not i did not okay so and i had to look it up because stephen king has uh, a character called the gas man a character called yeah. the tiktok man and a character called the trash can man and they're all in different books but in the stand there's this guy who's just kind of nuts uh-huh um and who like he just He's just kind of an agent of chaos, and he's a little scary <laughs> and unstable and a little creepy. 
but this is his um his trash can man style performance um i gotta look up the you, actor but come back to me i'll, I'll tell you who you it can is. be pretty much guaranteed if it involves stephen king i probably haven't seen it or read it yeah <laughs> like just on average nothing against stephen king it's just not on average something i've uh i do however love the line like a hot knife through jello <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he finishes dialing and heads home and the team on the hive ship finds, you know, food cold storage uh, where a woman cries out for help. And yeah. that's just like catnip for well, John and Taylor who you need know, to the, stop the and help. The are really good at storing their food for the winter. Yeah. You know, maybe space is like the Oregon Trail yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta yeah. salt and cure your humans. You just never know. You never know where you're going to have to go with your human jerky. Uh, so they stop and help a couple people for it's like, this isn't the mission. And uh, mind you, please, in your head, imagine when Ford's like, this isn't the mission. You have to see him saying it in the SpongeBob meme. This isn't, <laughs> this the, isn't mission. the mission. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Spongebob and the chicken meme. Yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And Spongebob reminds him that there is no fucking mission anymore. This just stupid plan. And at this point, it's just surviving is the mission. Yeah. Oh, the guy who plays the trash can man is actually in The Magicians. So you may know him. Uh, his hmm. name's Matt Frewer. I know him because he's the dad of the neighbors in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, I don't know... Who he hold up in in he's his name is the binder in the magicians it's the what the binder yeah i don't know i don't, I don't know okay nope okay that's all bye uh magicians is one of those things that was on in in the house and i wasn't the one paying 100 percent attention to it sure. and so i'd go away for five minutes and come back and like someone's missing hands and someone now has a tail like i it's a it's <laughs> I remember one of those series that. uh but one of my favorite performances ever is his performance of the trash can man in the stand which mckay's performance at the dhd <laughs> is shades of that in the most beautiful gotcha. way possible so the gate activates on Atlantis and they get McKay's IDC and he comes through all engines firing. Oh, yeah. Red faced, sweating, telling the whole story in like a fraction fairy tale style in a matter of seconds. And like, again, I'm pretty sure this is exactly what it sounded like. Explain to people my excitement over the launch of SpaceX. I was missing details. People were confused. I was just like vomiting excitement. Yeah. So my notes Mind exactly you. said, this is what Nixie would look like on drugs. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> uh, you see everyone, why Nixie doesn't do drugs? Because her well, heart would explode. <laughs> basically, Yes. Uh, so he tries to tell Weir what's going on, but not in a way that would make any sense or help in any way. Yeah. <laughs> he has all the of. words for <laughs> ship rescue, but they're not in like an order. He's like, here's a word jumble that my brain just made up for you. Ready? Uh -huh. Go. <laughs> go. Uh, and, and he's like, no, I didn't take some enzyme. I took all of the enzyme <laughs> and eventually collapses and pass out. And Weir's like, Carson? 
<laughs> yeah. Which, guys, get ready for some Carson love later. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Shocker. We love Carson. I mean, not that he doesn't earn it every episode, but my God. I know. In this episode. I know. I know. Okay. Someone fucking give Carson a hug because I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get there in a second. So Ford has um has has relented and is helping to get a couple of the survivors out and the Wraith Guard shows up, Ronan starts firing on them, he was sort of keeping watch. The others try to get the survivors. He also say, everyone fucking goes down again and is dragged yeah, out of the room. Yeah. Escape mission done. Um, so I wanted to take a minute here and note that when they're being dragged out, there's a lot of dirt in this ship. Yes. So I think that the Wraith must have dogs or some version of Wraith dog. Because they might, maybe. Because their floor looks exactly like <laughs> mine. Like, I, I understand how hard it must be to keep that floor clean. Yeah. Um, they must have aminals. That's my favorite. Animals. Yeah. They have animals. Animals. Uh, and everyone's back in a cell. Well, but this time they learned, and there's two cells. So cell one cell has Kaneo, Ronan, and Tayla. Um, and Kaneo realizes with how quickly the Wraith stunners hit them and knocked them out, the enzyme uh-huh. must be where Wraith juice must be, you know, clearing out of the system. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get and- that adrenaline pumping. Yeah, and the other one has John Ford and the woman they saved, Nira, in in a different cell. And naturally, John blames all of this on John. Ford blames he just, John. Yeah, yeah, Ford, I, words. It's fine. But, you know, John's the one that set off the alarms. He had to stop and rescue people. It's like he's purposely sabotaging the mission and hmm. doesn't want Ford to succeed in anything. Paranoia? Anger? Weird. It's almost like the Wraith Juice is talking. And John's just like, you have issues, bro. Yeah, this is, um, there's a couple of scenes in this episode that definitely tell me that uh, and this is me doing a deep dive. This is me doing yeah. a close read on this episode. Deep dive it, yo. Uh, John has dealt with people with mental instabilities before. Yeah. And has definitely been therapized. So And our, knows how to diffuse situations. Yeah, yeah or, or at least create a boundary for himself. Like how yeah. to protect himself from the situation. So, yes. because in the first one... He's not comfortable with touching. Yes, I get that it's a wraith lady in the intro, and that would be uncomfortable <laughs> for anyone. But the amount of uncomfortable alone he is with just touching is is yeah. interesting. So he's uncomfortable with touching, and now he's like very important to him to point out the crazy that's happening to Ford. I mean, I do want to point out that in previous episodes, he has not had issues with touching well, but he has, because he's done a thing while on drugs and then been like, I'm sorry I did a thing. Yes. I'm talking about other people who were like, that wasn't being forced upon them. But I mean, yeah, he had some other women and he was like, touchy, touchy. <laughs> That's fair. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, so here's the thing with my deep dive into this. Into the later scene that we're not talking yeah, about yet. Yeah, we're not there yet. 
is much more that he's like, this girl looks like she's 18. And yeah. I'm a fucking gentleman. May all right, maybe, maybe. I think he's just at like, least the later scene. Mm. I, I think so. I'll, I'll we'll get to that one because I have different yeah. theories on that one as well. Okay, it's okay. fine. This is fine. so. So, uh, Ford does calm down a little bit here at the end of the scene, where he's like, "Look, the others are going to start coming off their high soon, and it's gonna suck. I'll be shortly after them because I just doped up." Yeah. So, on Atlantis, Weir and Caldwell visit Carson in the infirmary. Oh, boy. Caldwell and the Daedalus push their engines a bit harder to get back here early. And Carson, the saint of a man, uh, reports in that he's doing what he can to help Rodney. It's pretty much withdrawal cold turkey is what they're oh, dealing yeah. with. Um, he's, he's, he's like... He tried to state a few things about where the team was. None of it was coherent. And Carson's just glad he didn't have a stroke yeah. from his blood pressure spiking. So I'm going to take a minute here uh, and do a uh, medical corner, according to Grace. Do it. Do it. <laughs> because I do can it. share. And this, all of this information is anecdotal. Okay. None of this is research based. But I can tell you this. That's my best type of science. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> I'm lying. He said. No. Yeah, but still. They, well, I wanted to make sure that it's not a science corner because it's no. not. Yeah, I was more saying that the best kind of science is anecdotal. Oh, sure. I was like, that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... being funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he gives McKay anti nausea yeah. medication, pain yes. relievers, and benzodiazepine. Okay? Yes. Um, I know. Uh, there, there was a hospital once upon a time that I know of, not one I was in. And yeah. that would have a cocktail that they gave to people who were uh, either dealing with some sort of psychosis or something of like yeah. that sort that was uncontrollable. They would get a cocktail that included Benadryl, Ativan, which is a benzodiazepine, <laughs> and Haldol, uh -huh. which is an antipsychotic. Yeah. And then I can share a personal story, many personal stories. So before my <laughs> illness was diagnosed, they had no fucking clue what was happening to me. So yeah. my combination of medications was Benadryl, <laughs> anti-nausea <laughs> medication, <laughs> and Ativan, which we just learned is a benzodiazepine. <laughs> uh-huh. So for a very long time, um, I was treated like a drug seeker <laughs> because they didn't know what the <laughs> fuck was wrong with me. They're like, I guess we'll just do our best to make her comfortable. Now, to be clear, I don't think they thought I was one, but they just yeah. did not know what the hell to treat for. And they're like, she's yeah. clearly in some sort of distress. So let's yes. just give her all of the things that that would alleviate <laughs> distress. Um, and then as things got progressed and got worse, they, if I was still in the hospital, is still in the, a lot of pain, it would just become a morphine drip. Which, yeah. let me tell you, thank God that is not something easily available to me. <laughs> because, my God, it feels good. <laughs> Makes you feel real good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I also want to uh, commend the writers for taking the time to get that right. Or, yeah. you know, or, or, or believable, at least. Exactly. <laughs> That just somehow reminds me, I was just listening to Emily and Kumail's podcast where Emily describes oh, having yeah, all the like, liquid, 
liquid Benadryl injected yeah. into her veins as just literally having happiness injected it, into it your really, bloodstream. Yes. Yep. And then you pass out. And then, I've had that one. Uh, <laughs> that was part of my cocktail. Um, it is good times. It is very good times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think and, the and reason s- they do that before infusions, and I, I might be wrong, but the reason I was getting it is because the stuff that they're giving you, you could have a reaction to. So they're basically... Yeah preventing the reaction the allergic reaction yeah. yeah um but yeah carson basically he's like it's gonna be a shit time it's gonna be a shit show for mckay uh-huh. it could he premises he goes look this could end like with death like this is not uh but he all he can do right now is treat symptoms uh and we see mckay just like squirming in pain on the gurney yeah. behind carson i mean it's definitely not gonna be cake so no. it might just be or death. It might just be, yeah. <laughs> so in the hive ship, Ronan is standing near the door watching, and we see Kaneo sitting behind the wall, like sitting against the wall behind where Rona goes and lays down eventually. Uh, yeah. it's not this is not just a case of being tired. Like this Kaneo knows this is withdrawals. Mm-hmm. Um he goes, It's not gonna be as bad for Taylor and Ronan because they haven't been on the drug for that long, but Kaneo's been on Wraith Juice for a while. Yeah. It's withdrawal times. Uh, the theme of this of this couple of scenes is withdrawal. Yeah. Withdrawal. Yeah. Uh, Ford is somehow already going through withdrawal, even though he just injected himself full of wraith juice. Um, I'm wondering if he queen. just. Well, I'm also wondering if maybe there was just a little tiny bit left, and so it didn't really negate the timeline. That's of possible. That yeah. Much. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's on the floor sweating. And Nira is trying to wipe his brow. And John is, like, doing the best pep talk possible. He's like, look, we're going to get through this together. Race juice or not, we are a team. Remember that. Yeah. Like, we'll get out of this. Yep. I mean, he's still kind. He's still part of the team to some degree. Yeah. As lost as he is. Yeah. Ah, Okay. So back in the infirmary, McKay's awake. And is manic and angry. And he's begging for brain juice. He's mangry. He's mangry. Uh, McKay says some fairly mean things to Carson. But of course, it's Carson. So he's never going to hold it against McKay. Well, and it's not McKay talking. It's not not McKay McKay talking. talking. Yeah. Yep. He's just using McKay's knowledge. The weird monster creature is using McKay's knowledge. Yes. (laughs) To lash out. If you will. Paymon's the monster from Hereditary. <laughs> he's not a monster. He's a, he's a demon, I think. I don't know. He's a thing. And there is... I would like to know your take on the last line of this scene, actually. Uh, there is a line that ends this with this perfect amount of vaguity. Uh, that's a word now. Vaguity. And Miss McKay says that, you know, at the, at the very end, you never know the agony I'm going through. And Carson calmly tells him, oh... I have an inkling, which could mean so many different things. Yeah. Um, it could just mean on a pure like, like he's seen enough shit. He's been a do- like he's seen, and just on like the doctor level, he knows. But it could also. I think that that amount of. Um, Carson is a person so self-possessed and so aware of his 
of his flaws and his abilities. Um, just a person very much living in reality. Um, yeah. In, in, in a way that not everyone is. Um, enlightens not the word, but maybe it is. You know what I mean? He's just... And I, I don't yeah. think you get there without experiencing things that put you there. Yes. So I think there's something he has come... He is on the other side of. Yes. I also think that, and I think it is a trait of not all physicians, but I think of a lot of people who go into that field, is they have, like, it's not just they feel their feels, but Mm -hmm. then they feel, like, all the other feels. Like, they take in people's feels. Yeah. And then they feel other people's feels, too. And they just know how to deal with it better. Yeah. I think it's, um, I don't know. I just, I think that there's some things that unless you've been through them, it, yeah. you, it's like uh, grief, you know? Yeah. It's uh, seen some shit. I, I think he's just on the other side of, of something. Maybe not the same thing that McKay's going through, but he's yeah. definitely on the other side of a thing that has helped of him things. find his compassion for yes, McKay since... right now. Yes. Yeah. But I just He's love... He's definitely an interesting man. Him and Zelenka, my God, I want to know what their lives are. I know. <laughs> I just love how they left that line dangling. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They just left that line to just go, take what you will from this. Have fun with that one. <laughs> so in the cell with Ronan, Tayla, and Kaneo, he is on the ground in pain. Tayla's trying to give him words of encouragement, and Ronan's like... Uh, you can keep talking and like that's there's nothing else we can do like (laughs) yeah I think um on a very different side of things Ronan's protection has been the walls he puts up so very opposite from Carson he's like I cannot feel for this person because then I've got to unload my I've got to crack open my candy coating and let all of Uh the chocolate ooze out (laughs) <laughs> and i am yes. not ready to do that so taylor just stop giving a shit this guy's gonna die is where he's at yeah yeah, yeah. um and i think there's a little bit also of of Ta- of ronan's like look taylor you can do that if it makes you feel better but like yeah. just understand that it's you know you're not it's you're doing it for you yeah 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 you're, you're, it's nothing's gonna help him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And and Kaneo goes quiet. Taylor goes to check on him. He is dead. Yeah. And Ronan worries that will happen to them. And then the guards come and Ronan smarts off, gets stunned, and they drag Kaneo out of the cell. So here's here's what I'm gonna give Ronan credit for. Um or or I'm gonna predict what he would do is actually the most appropriate thing. If he got to the point that Kaneo was at, or if he was about to be eaten by Wraith, he's going to find one of those hidden knives and just kill himself. Oh, 100%. He's like, I'm not going out by anyone's hand but my own. Oh, yeah. No, he's like, I'm going out on my goddamn terms. Yep. Gotta go. Uh, yeah, I think if it comes down to Wraith food or or knifey knife, I'm going knife. Yeah. Yeah. He's going knife with a finger out towards the wraith, uh, yeah. going, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I have won the final battle. <laughs> yeah, eat shit. Yeah. So, in another beautiful, beautiful scene, uh, Weir finds Carson just 
sitting by McKay's bedside. Yeah. Just watching him. And because McKay's finally asleep, and Carson points out he feels a little bit like the priest in The Exorcist. <laughs> I can see that. I can, I can uh-huh. see that. Uh huh. Oh, so recently uh, Jesse made me watch The Exorcist 2. It's really funny. You should watch <laughs> yep. it. I find them because I think I, it's The Exorcist I, I 2. We, I don't remember what it was called, but I think we've mentioned this. I watched The Exorcist first in an, in a MST3K setting, so I've never found it funny, <laughs> or I've never found it scary. Only yeah. found it funny. The second one is definitely funny. <laughs> uh, and. And, and, you know, they hate to admit this, and they will never tell McKay himself. You hate himself, to see it. Sorry. <laughs> his, his stubbornness actually is what helped him pull through this. You and know, like, let's... I believe that. I believe... 100%. I, like, I believe in that meta science of a lot of it is... And I think there is actual science behind, like, your stress levels and what your body will do if yeah. you are... Um, if you are more stressed, your immune system's going to be more uh, uh, vulnerable to things, to incoming things. Um, I believe that, that the person has to want to live or to move through. It's the fight or flight response. Yeah. Uh, you know? Because then your body's telling, because then your brain tells your body, like, to do its hardest. Yeah. Uh, but if your brain doesn't do that, it's such an interesting machine. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's my next band name, An Interesting Machine. <laughs> the Interesting Machines. The Interesting Machine. Yeah. Um, and Weir's like, look, Carson, you've done a really, you know, some really amazing work. You've done a lot of hard work. You need to go get some rest. And, and Carson's like, oh, I will, but I'm going to I'm gonna sit here a little bit longer mm-hmm. to make sure McKay's through the worst of it. Yeah. And I'm like... Oh, because he's a good guy and he's a good he's doctor, and that's the probably best. his friend. That's his really close friend. It's his, it's his closest friend, his best yeah. friend. His friend. Oh. Yeah, I do love so, that they decide to keep it to themselves about his stubbornness. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm never gonna tell you you're right. Thanks, bye. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like. You're sleep. I, I love you, but uh, I'm never going to tell you when you're away. No, you're kind of lame. <laughs> so in 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 the race cell, Ford is definitely worse off. Um, John is giving all the encouraging words he can. The mission is over. Got to keep fighting. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, when the race show up and they go to take Ford, which John is not okay with. Uh, no. But it's not like he can do anything. And after they're gone, Nira's like, oh, no, they're going to cocoon him to preserve him for dying. This and this John's part like, sucks because Ford finally seemed lucid. Yeah. And, you know, and then John was calling him Aiden and it felt like there was a turning point, like things were about yep. to get really amazing. Blah. And then they take him to most likely feed on him. Yeah. Later. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Yeah. Just uh, hang out for a bit. So... Later, after a commercial break, I think, uh, she apologizes for calling out for help because, um, you know, that's how you got caught. And now Ford's in my spot in the feeding chamber. Sure, sure. And John's like, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, let them kill Ford. I don't know how to get out of here yet, but it's going to be really impressive when I finally do. Yeah. Because the Wraith don't scare John clowns. 
Yes. <laughs> Scare the crap out of John, which they should. I mean, I I won't blame them on that one. They're not the best. They're not the coolest guys. Clowns are the worst. They're a little weird. Uh, a little. They're, the they're a little the too worst. much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, McKay is up and functioning and like back to being McKay and meets Weir in her office and he he explains how strange it was. He goes, look, I have never felt more lucid or eloquent in my entire life. And it was, no one else was making any sense. Yeah. He thinks he understands how Ford must have been feeling this whole time. Yeah. Which I like that self-realization of that moment. There's just this idea of like, it's, it, it, it really, you think you've got all this clarity when really you're moving too yeah. fast to make any sense. Yeah, well, it's it it's very similar to, you know, when you're drunk and you think you were telling a story and you're not slurring and you're telling a story that makes 100% sense and what you're doing is uh, totally... You know what's funny is when I'm drunk, that is not the feeling I have. I know I'm a mess <laughs> and I embrace it. And I think that's yeah. why we get One Drink Grace because I'm like, this is yeah. me now. I don't know what I'm going to do next and you don't either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... If you ask me, I've never slurred words in my life. Oh, no, you've never been drunk before, according to you. <laughs> according to me, never been drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he starts explaining things in an understandable way now and, and gives him the synopses of the last episode that they're out to destroy a hive ship. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't have the address to the, the Ford's hideout cave planet, um, but he does know the planet the hive ships are heading to. Yeah. So they could rescue the team, at least warn the planet, something. So, back on the high ship, Taylor wakes up with Ronan's jacket as a pillow. Mm -hmm. uh, both are feeling better. Not 100%, but definitely over the worst of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, their best bet is to get, like, to get out of the cell, they figured, is to distract the wraith and overwhelming force them. Sure. I mean, why not? <laughs> what, what's I, mean, I wouldn't option? doubt those two. Yeah, of all the people who can. <laughs> so, Taylor is uh, worried about Ford after seeing what happened to Kaneo, and Ronan has another great moment of wisdom here, beyond just always hide daggers in your hair. Uh huh. And he goes, if it distracts you, clear your mind of it. Yep. And if it fuels your anger... Use it. Yeah. Now, maybe substitute anger for a different word for everyday usage. But the concept of... <laughs> Be cool or don't. You choose. Yeah. You choose. Yeah, if it if it distracts you, put it out of your mind. Uh, if you can... If, if it feels you, use it. It's yeah. very Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's got a very spiritual aspect to it. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. The, uh, uh, I love it. Take, take what you... It's got a Mari Kondo thing. Does it bring you joy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so everyone in the uh, the cell last time John was in the situation had knives, but no one has knives in the cell this time with John. No. Yeah. <laughs> so Nira gives some some backstory that is real or not, as we find out later, that her people were peaceful and now her world is destroyed. Everyone was taken, and she watched her mother and her brother be fed upon. So here's my theory. Knowing what we know at the end, I feel like this yeah. could have been possible, but no, I don't 100%. think that she's so torn up about it. 
Oh, 100% not. Yeah. No, she's just actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just yeah. crazy. Like, she may have been like, this is my family, come get them. <laughs> she, I think, is one of those situations where she is so brainwashed herself that she can convince anything to be the truth. Like, yeah, it's that level of of manipulation. Yeah, I think the reality in my head is that she's like, I will survive by feeding them. Like, she's just that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ready to turn anyone over. Yeah. Um, so John's like, well, I mean, we're, we're, we're peaceful too, but we can put up a fight when we need to. I feel and like when he her, says that we're peaceful, it's a bit of a stretch. It's but a little sure. quotation marks. Yeah. Quotation marks around it. Are we though? Let's take a <laughs> step back quote- from that comment. There's some quotation marks involved. Yeah. <laughs> we try to be, um, uh, but they, they fought the rape uh, a number of times. Mm-hmm. You win some. You lose some. Sure. You know where to fold some. Yeah. And, and don't count your cards at the table. I don't. I don't know what else to. Nope. The metaphor stopped. But working. the war. The war isn't over, and they're holding their own. Um. And she asks about the clowns, and he's like, "The clowns. We fight them too. Oh, so uh, many entire, clowns. Entire entire armies spill out of Volkswagens, and <laughs> we do our best to fight them, but they keep <laughs> they keep sending them. Don't know what we're gonna do about that. So in the in the hallways of Daedalus, uh, we have McKay, Caldwell, Lauren, and Zelenka. Yes, and they're walking and talking. <laughs> uh, the The planet has a space gate, so they can take a jumper and at least warn the people like to go hide, just fucking hide behind shit. Yeah, don't be. Uh, here. And the, and the Daedalus can see if they get a radio lock on John and the team and beam them out if they're alive. And everyone like keeps walking. Caldwell's ready to launch and like. Zelenka just kind of stops and Lauren calls back, you coming? And Zelenka's like, yeah, no. No, thank you. Nope. Nope. I'm... Where's... where's, You know what he's like? He's, uh... What is the, um... The meme with what's-his-face from the Tarantino film? This is the best. This is the best type of... Sam Jackson? Nope. 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 It's not him. Guys, this is the best. A Tarantino film... I need more information. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to uh, it. It'll come back to you. Uh, I can't even remember the actor. What's it look like? <laughs> it's like, what's his face? He's dressed in black and he has a jacket over his arm and he's just kind of walking through, looking around. Oh, the John Travolta meme. John Travolta. Where he the looks confused. Yes. yes. Okay. That's Zelenka in this moment. Yeah, like, uh, what? No. Uh, nope. I go. couldn't remember the name Travolta. <laughs> I love that you couldn't remember John Travolta, period. <laughs> I could picture it. Last guys are really bad with names. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so John is sitting near the wall of, of his cell, near the, sitting near the wall. I meant sitting near the door. Sure. Yeah, he's just I mean, out in the middle of the cell, be near a wall, near a wall, uh, and and that's th- mood lighting is around, <laughs> and Nira comes up and and calls up for warmth. Sure, uh, I'm sure it's so cold in there. He's like, this is this is odd. You're you look like you're seventeen. Uh, yeah, this is not good times for and anybody. Like, Awkwardly puts his arm around in that like 
<laughs> I'm patting you yeah, now. This is fine now. Yeah, um, this is where it's like, hey, get the get the sign, girl. Like he's not interested in this. So he uh she's like, Well, I have nowhere to go if we escape and I mean, can I come back with you to your world? John's like, yeah, we can find a separate room for you. Not my room. No, thank you, <laughs> child. And she keeps asking questions a little suspiciously about the world uh-huh. and what it's like and what it looks like and what it's called. And notice as he's describing things, he's not describing Atlantis. He's not describing the place they're supposed to be yep. living on because Atlantis is supposedly destroyed. He's describing Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is what. And finally, he's like, oh, I see what's happening. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, here's where we go to my other theory on him. This man has been betrayed before by a woman because I... his immediate thought is suspicion. And then it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Because at yeah. no point, like, she's a good-looking woman. She's, you know, she's, sure, she might be a little young, but she's not a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, she's um, not a child. And he is a red-blooded man who is interested in women, we've learned. And for yeah. him, like, he could have leaned into that. Could have. But he chose to be suspicious of it all. From the beginning. Well, I think part of that maybe they're on a wraith ship. Uh-huh. May have played into that a little bit. But if you're near death, aren't you more willing to be like, fuck it, what do I got to lose? Well, there's a difference between, like, there's a, I think there's a difference between if you're near death saying fuck it and then fuck it, and <laughs> a difference between saying fuck it and here's all the information from my childhood and where I'm Yeah, going. I think that locked it in, but I think he was suspicious from the get go, which that's, I that's have a my hunch. theory. I have a hunch that listen, he this is this is my own like mental view possibly. Sure. He's he's Air Force, he's always stationed somewhere else. I have a hunch that it's been a, a fair amount of he he may have a lady friend and then while he's off somewhere with the Air Force, that lady friend just drifts away somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, do what you do. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, this, that type of—it's possible. That's very much a possibility you know, as well. Oh, my boyfriend's in Afghanistan type situation. <laughs> yeah, yikes! <laughs> so finally, he's like, "Let's sleep and not talk about yeah. where I'm from." Stop. Talking and sometime to me. later. They're shaken awake, and John figures they must have dropped out of hyperspace. And uh-huh. with his back to his door for a second, he misses the wraith coming up that grabs him and yanks him out the door. Yeah, not good. He's brought before the queen again. She wants to talk. He's like, about what? Playing dumb. Mm-hmm. The queen calls him stubborn. He's like, yeah, I am. Also, she's very pretty. The girl you planted. Yeah, I'm onto you and your bullshit. Get info out of me. That's never fucking happening. Nope. Yeah. And listen, I'll admit the queen is smart. With other guys, that would have worked. It's a good. It's a good attempt. It's a good attempt. Yeah. He just rolled really high on that insight check. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you said something weird is going on with this uh, scared. Well, I also will say, I think most of the time John has a fairly good bonus to his insight. Yeah, yeah, sure. He's proficient. <laughs> He's proficient in insight. Yeah. So on, on the Daedalus, they make their grand plan. Uh, the Daedalus is going to hide behind the planet, and McCain and Lauren are going to take a cloak jumper out for intel, make radio contact, and the Daedalus will sweep out and save the day and beam the team out. Yeah. Or beam nukes on the ra- on, on the hive ship. One of the two will go happen. Beam them out, yeah. or boom. <laughs> Here's the plan. It's kind of a sort of <laughs> a smash and bang, and we'll see what happens. It's a little bit of, uh, what is it? Like, choose your own adventure. Yeah. If A. <laughs> yeah. Smash it. Or B. Yeah. But I, I think I meant smash and grab. Like, it's a little bit like, yeah. get in, do the things, and then go. Don't question here's the details. The, here's the vague flow chart of what will happen. This could probably not at all be how this goes down, but we're going <laughs> to pretend it is. So, Nira and a few other women come in. We find out that they are wraith worshippers. And Nira goes on about the prophecy of the Great Awakening and the day, blah, blah, blah. John interrupts her. He's like, yeah, 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 I know all of that. I'm totally a wraith worshipper, too. But less worshipping and more meaningful business transactions. I do love this part where he's like, oh, yeah, me, too. This is totally, uh, I, I know what you're doing. He's like, where do you think I got the dart? How do you think I got the intel to infiltrate your hive? Yep. And, like, destroy it. I'm totes working with the queen of the other hive ship. Ta-da. I mean, don't don't ask her about it. Yeah. Because she'll deny it. She's going to say no, but it's it's a yes. <laughs> and, uh, and as the queen forces him to bend the knee again, and is finally just going to feed on him, she's hit by a blaster. Yay! Ford, the cavalry, comes in, guns ablazing, all geared up, tosses Ronan's blaster to John, uh, is hit by a stunner, gives no shits, continues on. Yeah, he shakes uh, it off. He's <laughs> loaded up on wraith juice uh-huh. again. Ford, uh, they take down everyone else, take down more guards, easy peasy. Uh, Ford points him to where Taylor and Ronan are, and... Ford's like, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the line. I'm gonna hold the wraith back. Mm-hmm. John clearly doesn't want to leave without Ford, and they have this great back and forth. That so Ford calls him both boss and John yeah. in in the timing of this conversation, and he promises to catch up before he runs off to the sound of the alarm. And I don't know, it's this great sort of, they've, in this moment, he's moved beyond, he's moved beyond, like, ignorant tweaker, and also moved beyond, I am your lieutenant, and you are my current, like, he's moved beyond the rankings of military, and he's more of just like, bro, I'll be there, I'm gonna take care of shit, I'll see you on the other side. I think we see Aiden for... The, his true potential that always lied in him. Yeah. Like he, you know, when we first met him, he was this young second in command kid who was going to yeah. do whatever he was told to do. Uh, and yeah. then he had this weird situation where he kind of took all these drugs and he kind of puffed his chest out and was trying mm-hmm. to show that he was a man. And this is neither of those two people. It's the yeah. culmination of like, hey, 
um, you are you are my team, but I've got this. I'm no longer your second. I'm more than yeah. That. It's like both sides have merged into each other and found an equilibrium. A, yes, yes, in a good way. Yeah. So, um, and you definitely like again for Leroy Jenkins off, but you get the feel that. There's some I mean, purpose I to it now. There's purpose to it, but I'm saying even here, when Ford's like, I'll catch up with you, yeah. I think both sides know that Ford's not catching up with him later. No. No. Yeah. Or do we? Or do we? So, Daedalus comes out of hyperspace, the cloak jumper heads out, and, oh, not good. By the way, there's double the hive ship they're expecting. Mm-hmm. It's Double mint gum. Two, two, <laughs> two, two hive ships for one. Hey, this is not fun. This is bad. <laughs> uh, and as as the rest of the team runs through the ship, oh, did I skip where they saved them? Oh, yeah, I missed where uh, John came and yeah. rescued the, the people. Yeah. Um, That's okay. John basically just really wants a, one of Ronan's blasters. Yeah. Um, so can we talk? This is. I'm glad that we went back to this because there was something I yeah. wanted to, to to talk shit about. Yeah. For yeah, lack yeah. of a better word, let's talk about how weak these cells are. Like, uh, yeah, all it takes <laughs> is the giant red button next to the cell uh-huh. to get the cell open. Well, but here's the thing, and. Ford said it in the last episode. These ships were not, like, designed for high-end security inside of them. True. But You know? It's just... It's just such low... It's like if I did not want my dogs to go into the backyard, but then put a giant red button at dog nose Uh level that would open the door to the backyard. Yep. (laughs) I mean, I don't see your problem. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all. We can keep going okay. now. <laughs> uh, and I, I do, they do ask where Ford is, and he goes, uh, Ford is alive last time I saw him, and I'm sticking with that, which I love. So they run yeah, through the ship. In they see the They see the darts taking off. Uh, the culling has begun, and John has an idea of how to stop it. Yeah. Uh, the, the jumper that, um, McKay and Lorna are in can't get a radio link with John or anyone else, which, I mean, it doesn't mean that they're dead or that they're not on the ship. It just means they don't have the radio. Caldwell can't assume any of that shit, though. Like, they have to take the ships out before they call. Like, end of story. So, uh, they see Taylor and Ronan see all of the darts heading in one direction, and a single dart coming towards them, which they assume wisely is the sign. Um, And they head out into the open and are beamed up. Yeah. Thankfully by John. (laughs) I like that it's like, what's the sign? Fuck it. The next time something happens, that's the sign. Uh (laughs) You could have not been the sign. Hey, I'm heading towards a dart and I'm going to beam you up. He was just like, when you see my sign, head out into the open. But he could have just said, like, wait 60 seconds and then run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Communication, guys, is key. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about so, how this would have worked if that wasn't the sign. That's the end of them. <laughs> yeah. 
That would be the end of Taylor and Ronan. Ta-da! Okay. Um, so the, the he, John flies the dart out of the ship with all the others, and we see darts pouring out of both hive ships heading down to the planet. Yeah. So the Daedalus is now like, I want in on this fucking fight, and comes yeah. out from hiding, ready for a fight. Uh-huh. Prep to beam the first nuke onto the first hive ship. They've been jammed again by Raspberry this time. And this epic firefight ensues. Yeah, it's big battle time. It looks so good, it's though, the shitty guys. shoot time. <laughs> John, inside the dart, is like, this is not good. This is super not good. But I do. see the Daedalus. <laughs> and he, hi- he, he sort of breaks off. And he goes cross traffic towards the other hive ships. I do love this. He's just kind of a shit starter now. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, I'm just gonna see what fuckery I can fuck yep. into. Chaos, my bed. Chaos crew. <laughs> so on the day of the list, the shields are already down twenty percent. Caldwell says they have to win this because, in his mind. He has to assume with the amount of time that the team has been in Wraith hands, they've been compromised, and somehow these two Wraith high ships know that Atlantis was not destroyed, which means they cannot let any of these Wraith live. Yeah, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He yeah. really isn't. Usually, uh, Caldwell's a little too, like, you know, gung-ho and a little too destruction-y. In this case, he's right at the right destruction level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's been tempered a little by what he's seen and learned and worked yeah. with Weir enough to be like, oh, okay. Um, I also want to credit the uh, the people in charge of effects and audio mixing during this battle it's because so the buzzing, the wraith insecty buzzing of the ships is uh-huh. legit. Is awesome in stereo. Yeah. <laughs> so John, meanwhile, figures out how to use the weapons... And then fires on the second hive ship sure, yeah. from his dart. Did you hear what he said about your ship. mom? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Basically. Did you hear about she said about your queen, yo? Yeah. Uh, so McKay sees this as well and goes, that dart is firing on the other hive ship. That has to be John, which, I mean, that logic is sound. Yeah. Which... Causes exactly what John was hoping for if he had any plans in his mind. The darts and the hive ships turn and start firing at each other. Well, here's the thing. Even if it wasn't John, if you see a wraith ship turning on wraith, you're like, that that guy is interesting. That is an outlier. And we are going, that's got to work on our side because it's not working on their side. That's a guy I would like to have drinks with. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that could be the next Teal'c. We don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh and and so on the daedalus caldwell is more like i can't believe that worked <laughs> and the firefight between the two ships continues until one explodes which causes the other one to explode Yeah, it's giant boom time giant double boom that destroys everything in a fifteen thousand meter radius <laughs> they have no darts surviving on radar hey that's and everyone looks great. on Everyone looks on with feels in their heart. Yeah, it's like, like I know they've got feels, but I also yeah. know that they're the stars of the show. So uh-huh. this moment feels a little sitcommy. Like, 
It's gonna be fine, guys. Yeah, but you know, you can't momentary you also feels. can't have McKay in that moment being like, Ah, oh, they'll be fine, we'll see him again next scene. <laughs> or could we? He could finally break that fourth wall and just wink and be like, I'm so sad. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> so later a signal is relayed to Atlantis and Chuck tells Weir that the Daedalus will be back around 7 p.m. that night. And, uh, you know, they apparently called the search off because, well, there was jack shit to search for. Yeah. There's nothing there. And before she can make it back to her office, the gate starts up and we get John's IDC. And Weir runs down as John, Rhoda, and Taylor, a little tired, a little sore, walk through the gates. But they do take a minute to do a little bit of like a superhero hair toss. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, there's always time for that. Yeah. Like, right before they came in the gate, they like fluffed it up and like, Uh uh-huh. Okay, get in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we see in a absolutely fucking stunning night shot the Daedalus land on the in the, on the outer pier. It's so cool. That part is really fucking cool. I want to live in that city. I want to go out for drinks in that city. 100% I want to live in that and city. And like hang out 100%. on those piers, you know what I mean? And get like clam yeah. chowder. <laughs> yeah. And like so, the night air is nice and cold. Oh, with that breeze? Uh-huh. Oh, man. Okay. I would have issues. I can see some really great like swimming parties too. Okay. Like, like, like there's a diving board and stuff like that onto the water. I do, however, have a little bit of that problem of swimming in that deep of water. Oh, see, to me, you never go. So I, because of how I grew up, when you're on those piers and you never actually go in the water, (laughs) you're just around it. So I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, the water that deep, and I have that problem of, like, uh, how deep is the water yeah. under me and what is under me? Yeah. And, like, the, the the concept of there being, like, a mile of water under me would, like, th- even thinking about it fucks with my brain. Yeah. Uh, when I'm out on a cruise ship, I purposely do not think those thoughts. <laughs> it's, again, the Ronin thing. If, if it's going to distract you, push it out of your head. If you can use it, use it. Yeah. Agreed. So, everyone meets back up in the infirmary where Carson is checking Ronan and Taylor because they've also been through some shit. Yeah. Uh, and McKay wants to know how John isn't dead. Because. <laughs> um, he knew shit would go bad quickly after he fired on the second hive ship. So, he escaped through the space gate to a planet he knew he could land on because he figured, well, the dart wasn't going to fit in the gate room of Atlantis. Right. So we have a wraith dart on some other planet yeah, now. Yeah, in the annex, if you will. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and Ford, we learned that Ford knew and told us last episode that the hives were getting very territorial. And John sort of, you know, egged on a fight between the queens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. So, but we know that that works. So. Yeah, and, and he he figured they would quickly turn on each other. Uh, so Ford <laughs> and McKay ask about Ford and or Ford and McKay. Uh, about Ford, McKay asks yeah. uh, where he is, and he was last seen on the Hive ship. But the one thing John has learned about Ford is that he is a tough and elusive motherfucker. Yeah, I ain't giving up um, on that kid yet. So wouldn't be surprised if they run into him again. Yikes. Prediction, they will run into him again. 
That's my prediction. That's your prediction? For prediction corners. Yes. Okay. Um, And I also predict that the Wraith are going to join forces. um, But then we're going to find a Wraith to make a unstable deal with. (laughs) That's my predictions. Okay. But I do love I do love the layer that all of this adds. Like, oh, the Wraith don't like each other sometimes too? Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. Good to know. Interesting. This'll be fun times. Uh this was fun. That fight scene was really fun. This felt like a it lot was, so was cool. packed into this episode. Yeah. This was this was like, oh, this is where the budget went. Because this could have been like an entire episode on the McKay stuff. An entire uh-huh. episode on just the battle stuff. Like, the B-plots uh-huh. were just as important as the A-plots. Yes. Um, we were we were, we were were over overflowing with plots. Overplotted. <laughs> we were plotted out. <laughs> Knife-a-palooza plot. I don't know. I give Knife up. Knife-a-palooza. Okay. This was fun. Okay, so next <laughs> up next week is going to be Stargate 1. Stargate 1. SG-1. SG-1. Jerry realizes it's just like Stargate, Stargate 1. Yeah. 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 Uh, collateral <laughs> damage, which I think Grace is going to find very interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, you're going to. I'm this always This is an intrigued. episode you're going to want to deep read. There, if there's the phrase collateral damage alone. Yeah. <laughs> is enough to tell me. That this is going to be a quandary of an episode. It's going to be a quandary, yes. Ah, oh, I love it. Q is for quan. Quan. Quan is for quandary. That is for all of you people who have been to Islands of Adventure before. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, this was so much fun. We'll see you next week with quandaries and collateral damage. <laughs> <laughs> Quandrial damage. Quand- Quadrilateral, quadri- <laughs> quadrilateral damage. <laughs> Y'all, okay, we should go. Uh, uh, we should go. Find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. <laughs> find us on Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara, where normally there's videos, but not this week because Just OBS kidding. said no. Uh, and also through there, you can find access to our brand new uh, Discord server for patrons. Find us on Discord via Patreon.com. How's that? <laughs> I don't think Does that's that how work? That works. Oh, that's how that works. I don't know anything. <laughs> don't listen to me. Listen to Nixie. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, we will see you guys next week. We love you guys.